the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good holy Sunday morning with God. Praise be the most holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, now and forever. My dear brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, on this beautiful Sunday morning, we shall remember the Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Remember that. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Remember in the Gospel of Luke chapter 6, verse 20 as well, the Lord Jesus Christ tells us what he told us in the gospel of Matthew chapter 5 as well. Blessed are the poor. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. So today we want to offer a prayer of thanksgiving. How about we turn to our Bible and we turn to Psalm 10, Psalm 10, and we pray together. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts in his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, he will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt. He thinks, never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on the watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes a poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart, God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Good Holy Sunday morning, my brothers and sisters. You notice we have um, called upon the name of the Lord for every injustice. We saw the psychology, the behavior, the act of um, the wicked person, how he will do. Psalm 10 is one of the most fantastic psalms descript describing basically the personality and the behavior and the actions of a wicked person, what they can do and how much sadness, how much oppression, how many crimes they can commit and they think they can get away with a murder. However, today we have our special guest again with us, Mr. Tom Harb. And Tom, you have met him last week. He is the co-chair for the American Middle East Coalition for Democracy. He plays a major educational role among the Middle Eastern communities here in the United States and through Middle East media as well. Tom being the president of the World Council of the Cedars Revolution. He knows a lot about Lebanon. He knows about, about the oppression that is happening in Lebanon, the aggressions against Christians, against people of goodwill. And of course, Tom has appeared on multiple, multiple major media outlets, not only in the US like MSNBC, um, like Fox News, like also Al Hurra, Al Jazeera, France 24, and Russia Today, the BBC, as well as on various talk programs. I want to welcome Tom with us this morning. How are you, Tom? I'm doing uh, good, Father. Thank you for the invite, and I'm glad to speak to the listeners and give my perspective from the Middle East. Tom, will the aggressor, you, you, you heard Psalm 10, and I have the privilege to see you face-to-face -face in this interview. Quite nice to see each other via the internet as well. You saw that while the oppressor, while the oppressor is acting with the pride, he's devouring the rights of the poor man, he's oppressing people, and he looks up and he says, there is no God, there is no God, there is no God. Does that remind you of a similar situation that Christians in Lebanon, the original inhabitants of that country, might be suffering from? Will, they, will the aggressor in Lebanon get away with their corruption, with their murder, with their terrorism? Well, as we know, Father, that uh, the Christians have been suffering for a long, long time, since 2,000 years ago till now. And every period of time, there's another scenario taking place in Lebanon. One time, the last 50 years, the Palestinians played a big role in Lebanon, really, against the Christians and then the Syrians. Now we have the Iranians through Hezbollah. And the Hezbollah is the evil of the world today. The Iranian regime, what they're trying to do, and all the radical Islamists in the region, some of them the Iranian, uh, uh, the Iranian Khomeini's or the Muslim Brotherhoods, those are the evil. Now you have, I think, um, let's say like you have three parts what we face in the world today. You have Christianity where it needs to uh, spread out. The Christianity, it comes with education. Uh, it comes with uh, innovation, freedom, and that's what we look for. And you have, on the other hand, let's say the, uh, the, the Chinese regime, uh, probably good economic uh, progress, but they control your mind and your behavior. And on the other hand, in the Muslim world, and you have two parts. You have the modern Muslims that try to modernize to be like the Christians of the world. And you have the radical Muslims in, 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 in the Arab world and throughout the Middle East. And, and we, we need the Muslim, the moderate Muslims to fight the radical Muslims, to put them in place and to become the majority. Hopefully we could 
win. And because anytime you when you're dealing with the Muslim world, a lot of them they want to practice the Sharia law, and the Sharia law, a Muslim is governed by a Muslim no matter what. And if you are, let's say, Muslims in the United States or Muslims in Europe, and you don't have the majority yet you will yield temporary and later on you take over and you uh, you uh, you implement the, the sharia law like what's happening in parts of england parts of france and i hope it will never happen here they tried it in michigan they tried it in texas and in part of canada eastern part of canada they tried to implement the sharia law but the sharia law at the end of the day it will control you it's like a dictator regime trying to control you, control, control your behavior, your, your thinking. So the innovation which we dream of and we implement and we take for granted in our faith, the Christian faith will be diminished in the long run because you don't have an incentive to think. You let somebody else, the imam or, or the sheikh, to think about you and he'll tell you what everything coming from the Quran, and that's how they want to implement everything. And that uh -huh. probably was good 1,600, 1,400 years ago, not today. So in this country, we are blessed by, by the Judeo-Christians um, uh, mentality we've been practicing for the last 250, 300 years or 400 years, and it gave us the Constitution, it gave us everything. But now we're going into the woke system, which another evil trying to destroy us from within. So we go back to the Middle East and in Lebanon in particular, the fighting now going on in, the Middle, in, in, in Lebanon, probably not a war, but the fear and the oppression coming from the Iranian regime into the Lebanese, it, it's really oppressing the Christians and oppressing the Muslim Sunni and the, and, and the Shiites, the moderate Shiites. But in the long run, go ahead. Tom, are they oppressing the people? for religious motive or because of the gas, the oil. You might want to give our listeners, this is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre conversing with Tom Harib, uh, the, the president uh, of the World Cedar Revolution for Lebanon, actually. Um, uh, Tom, um, uh, when we say there are Persian powers, Iranian powers with the network of Hezbollah in Lebanon, they are oppressing Sunnis, they are oppressing Shia people even, oppressing uh, Druze people, Christian people. When we speak about oppression, is it a religious oppression? That's what is interesting. This is an educational program and it's Sunday morning. Um, uh, what is Lebanon now in the gas industry and what is Lebanon in the religious dialogue in the Middle East? What is well, Lebanon? Well, well, I mean, in, in order to understand the oppression of the Islamists, such as the Iranian in Lebanon, we need to how they came out. I mean, back in the 19th and the late 70s, they started as a revolution to liberate their people inside Iran. But they had an agenda to spread and change demography in the Middle East to change either Christians to Muslim Shiites or either the Sunnis to, 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 to Muslim Shiites. And they needed a, a, a point. They needed a goal where everybody would rally. And what they used, they used the elimination of Israel. They used it and as, 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 as a focus point. They gave the people focus point. And when they gave the people the focus point, all the Muslims in the region, all of them, moderate, non-moderate, leftists, all gathered together with, with that mentality. Sunnis and Shia. 
So what you're saying is very important for our listeners to know. So the very first religious oppression to tell the listeners in America, in Colorado, that this is a religious oppression because basically the Iranian regime launched a campaign of anti-Semitism in the Middle East to basically cancel the state of Israel. That was that's a religious problem. And two, they wanna they wanna change the Christians to Muslims or the Sunnis to Shia. Uh, that's another religious problem. So it is religious oppression. Yeah, but but they started in steps. So the Go first ahead. step is let's concentrate on Israel. So we rally the Muslim world, regardless if you are Shiites or Sunnis. Nobody could stand up against that movement. And and really from Indonesia to Mauritania, they were holding the flags of Hezbollah and the Iranian Khomeini in the streets because under the belief, under the belief of the Muslims, that they are going to liberate uh, Jerusalem and they are going to liberate uh, liberate uh, Israel uh, to I mean kick the Jews out. However, when they were exposed in the early 2000 and soon after, then the Sunnis in the region, they figured out what they're trying to do, the Shiites of Iran, and they start turning against them. And soon after, obviously, uh, we had what we call the Arab Spring in Egypt, in Syria, and different parts of the Arab world, because these people in the Arab world a lot of them, a lot of the youth, after the iPhone in 2007, they start realizing that Europe, Eastern Europe, was liberated out of the Soviet Union. Why can't we liberate ourselves in the Arab world? And they started what's called the, the Arab Springs in 2010-11. Unfortunately, we had a President Obama over here. He did not know how to deal with it, and he did not support the youth how to liberate from radicalism, he in turn, he went and supported the Muslim Brotherhoods of Egypt to, to, to put President Morsi at that time in, in, in government. And that's what uh, the, the confusion starts happening in the Middle East, because for so long, under theocracy, living in the Middle East, they did not have different uh, political parties to see which one is going to take them to liberation. And now they are in back in square one. However, However, the good news is, the good news is during uh, the uh, President uh, Trump, uh, he, President Trump realized what they are the good forces in the Middle East, uh, in, in Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states and other nations. They need United States. They need the power, a strong president of the United States. And they went to what we call the Abraham Accord. And the Abraham Accord starts shifting the geopolitical axis in the Middle East for the good of the Middle East and hopefully for the good of the West. And that good of the East now, they feel relief. A lot of nations in the Middle East, whoever joined the Arab Accord, the Abraham Accord, now they don't think that weight, they're dragging along the Palestinian issue, the first cause we need to solve it before we do anything in the Middle East now has been lifted. They go on to peace with Israel and change the, the, the dynamic in, in the Middle East. And now you are start to separate the bad elements from the good elements. Now, where are we as Christians? In the mix of what we're trying to do and so on, obviously we go with the good, the good axis, but the bad axis is still strong. The Muslim Brotherhood, they still strong. The ideology of them is still strong. Uh, the, the Iranian regime is still strong in the region, and nobody is putting the Iranian regime in its place. Only President Trump 
tried to put sanctions on him and pulled out of the nuclear deal. But President Biden, his playing, I think, with the idea to go into that deal. But however, he's been faced with the reality. Um, 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 I know you want to speak of the reality that the Sunni world, basically, and Israel um, already are working on their own through the Abrahamic Accord that was put under the previous administration, I believe, on uh, August uh, 13 of 2020. And they are advancing the cause to create uh, a, a coexistence for the Muslims, the Christians, and the Jews, but at least in this case for Israel and the Sunni world, to live together and they advocate for peace. I want to tell you that in uh, August August 11 of 2013, we in the Mission of Hope and Mercy ran the very first um, sample um, locally made in Colorado here with the Archdiocese and 17 religious groups. We created the, the PLACE initiative, Peace, Love and Coexistence for all the children of Abraham. We offered it to President Obama and uh, to Pope uh, uh, Francis, who has just come in, into office as a matter of fact in 2013. Um, and uh, we actually got good response from the Vatican, but we didn't get no response um, from, from the White House, except that it delayed a little bit. It took time. And then we notice under President Trump that this initiative um, was a part of a major effort. And as you said, uh, President Trump visited the Middle East. 55 leaders of uh, the Muslim world met with him. He visited the Vatican. He visited the Palestine and uh, Israel, the Palestinian territories and Israel. And he advocated for an Abrahamic accord of some sort. Lebanon is this little country where there is 17 different religious groups that they live. Lebanon is a shelter for all religious groups and ethnic groups who were persecuted from Armenia all the way in 1915, when the Armenian people were led into a slaughter by the Turkish Ottoman Empire, by the, by the Turkish, I'm sorry, by young Turkey, um, even a little bit by the Ottoman Empire as well before um, before uh, the fall of the fall of Turkey, and then after that also by the Kurds, unfortunately at the time who were hired to extinct uh, Assyrians and Chaldeans. The Maronites in Lebanon, we lost 230,000 people between 1914 and 1917, died in famine, died from starvation because the Turkish Empire and the Allies sieged the Mediterranean Sea and the siege Lebanon from all corners. Is Lebanon now under threat of starvation, one, physical starvation? Is Lebanon religious model of coexistence pluralism because of being left to Iranian influence and some type of terrorism and um, non-official military uh, militia who has lots of weapons, 60,000 or 150 missiles uh, that they could they say they could hurt Israel at any time. This is not a political question, but this is an existential question for a model for the peace and safety and coexistence. Lebanon is the ancestor of an Abrahamic accord, for God's sake, Tom, right? He is the ancestor for an Abrahamic that's accord. That's true. It, it, it's coexisting with so many religions, as you stated. However, because of the Iranian influence and Hezbollah, and Hezbollah threatens Israel every day, there are no foreign companies willing to invest in Lebanon. And even the Lebanese, when they cannot have the infrastructure to export their products, do 
to the Hezbollah hegemony over Lebanon, so nothing could move. And then Hezbollah threatened a lot of nations in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, the Gulf state. So those countries pulled completely out of Lebanon. So what we have now, an economic collapse. We have, uh, we have inflation. Listen to this number. 210% inflation in Lebanon. So people are in dire need from bread to everything. Uh, the government used to subsidize a lot of products. However, the government ran out of money because also there is corruption. So this alone, because Hezbollah and Iranian kind of control of the country, everybody, all nations fled away, corporations fled away. And the Maronite bishop and the Maronite bishop of Jerusalem was bringing half a million dollars and medication to families into Lebanon from their families inside um, Israel. And all this money was confiscated. We come to find out by who, Tom? Who took that by, money? By the military court which is penetrated by Hezbollah and Iran. They want to completely cut any ties with Israel. The Archbishop of Jerusalem from Lebanon, he's been going there for 500 years. This is a, a, a place we have in Jerusalem for the last 500 years, the Maronite Catholic Church. And they now they want to try to terminate it. While the Abraham Accord trying to expand, we're trying to expand on the Abraham Accord and more nations join the state of Israel, Hezbollah and the Iran regime. They want to severe the ties with any relation between any group in Lebanon and so and, and Israel. So a few questions very quickly to educate our listeners on Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. was Tom Harb, actually. Um, um, do you really think that aggressions against Christians in Lebanon, unless um, Americans rise up and they ask our own senators, congressmen, governors, and the U.S. policymakers and uh, the White House, contact the White House, um, uh, Christians in Lebanon must be protected for their food, for their income, because it's a part of the success for the Abrahamic Accord. Otherwise, the Abrahamic Accord could be in danger. Is that right, Tom? Well, I mean, the, the Abraham Accord now involves too many countries, and if Lebanon is part of the Abraham Accord, it's much easier because Christians and Jews could uh, uh, deal with each other much easier than uh, than they could deal with the Muslim world. And and the Christians in the Middle East they lived among the Muslims for for the last sixteen hundred years and they speak the language. The Jews don't speak the Arabic language. The Christians of Lebanon, the Christians of Egypt, the Christians of Jordan, they speak the, they speak the language. So any help to push back the radicalism, such as the Iranian regime and the Hezbollah disarm Hezbollah in Lebanon, it will revive the Christians of Lebanon and give them some better chance to survive in a country where the Iranians trying to change the demography completely. They are buying the Christian land. And any area they cannot buy the land and they are nearby, they force the Christians not to come to their churches, not to their to come to their farms, not to come to different area to take advantage of their land. And they come in by force and build them on Christian, Christian land. That's the Iranian regime doing. And that's how they change demography. And that's what they do in, um, uh, now in Lebanon. However, if I could go back to the, to the Abraham Accord, the beauty of the Abraham Accord, it had three ingredients. For any accord, for uh, it, it, it needs something to survive. It had uh, the education because you need to educate the youth 
for the next generation and what we're trying to do. The second thing, infrastructure, the, 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 the Abraham Accord and the, the plan which was presented by President Trump back in 2020 was to build roadways between Israel, Lebanon, Egypt, and, and, and Jordan, where it will give these countries the opportunity to spread out and expand on their opportunities. And the, the third thing is the economic incentive. When you have those three ingredients, people do not fight any longer. People will try to work through commerce and education to build on it, not to destroy it. I want to um, tell you this is amazing information that we're receiving from you. Um, Tom, the last question, we have less than two minutes. Um, um, Lebanon is the testing ground for any success or failure of religious freedom. If now we don't seek this opportunity and through Lebanon confirm religious freedom in the Middle East, what is the alternative on terrorism, anti-Semitism, corruption, human trafficking, persecution, suicide bombing, and on the peace process? Go ahead. Because if the Christians fail in Lebanon and Hezbollah and the Iranian takes over, the next thing they want, uh, the crescent they're trying to build into Syria, Iran, uh, and Yemen around the rest of the Middle East. So that it will be a big danger on Israel and the moderate Arab nations who already built peace with Israel. And they start going into Bahrain. They start going into nation after nation and to do self-destruction from within. The, the Iranians, they have the long-term strategy. We work on a short-term strategy, but the other guys, they have the long-term strategy. So we need to destroy that ideology. Otherwise, the Middle East will be a boiling fire. And that's the homework of us in America. Pray to destroy the strategy of any terrorism, my friends, any corruption, um, any rhetoric or any narrative that could not allow religious religious freedom or will promote religious persecution is not good for our national security, is not good for the will of God, the love of God, and the love of the neighbor. So let us pray together. Arise then, Lord. Lift up your hands. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord? and think in his heart, he will not punish. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land God rules. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thank you so very much, Tom. Thank you, dear listeners. Thanks, Father. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.